Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live. From our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena, Austin Horton producing, of course, across the glass from us. Gordon Monson, hello. Hello, Jake. What's happening? I'm here. You are here. It's good to see you. You're here. You bat a little traffic. We're all here. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's good. It is good. Uh, you're wearing a, a shirt that I – it's a political shirt, frankly, and something that I completely – completely disagree with and it's it's really going political? to get, it, it is political? going to get the show off on the wrong foot yes i i do not like your politics gordon monson <laughs> who's wearing a shirt that says legalize mulligans disagree why disagree i, I first of all play this it lies mulligan guy really bugs me second of all it's it's the rules of the game. It, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell misses a three-point shot. They don't pause the game so he can take another one. But I'm not playing in an NBA game. What about... Uh, I'm your, out there hacking around the track. What about playing uh, in your, your games down at the Y or wherever you used to play basketball? Oh, jeez. No, oh, I, wait, guys, hold on. I need another one. That, uh, you know, that, that wasn't the shot I wanted. I need to take another one. Come on! Terrible. Look, I mean, and, not, and by the way, Mulligan I'm guy not, bugs me. No, I'm not. I'm not hitting two balls on every every shot. I, I'm I'm just you know, once a nine, uh, maybe or maybe once a eighteen. Then that's not what your shirt says. Your shirt says legalized Mulligans. It doesn't say I, how I, many. I used to play with uh, with my buddy back in college, and let me tell you, he was Mulligan guy. I mean, it was it was Mulligan City, and then. After the round, and, and hey, I, I try not to mind. I'm playing my own thing or whatever. But we tally up the scores after the round, and he, I think he beat me by like a stroke or something. He's like, oh, man, beat you, got you this time. And I was like, you did not. Well, for, first guy. of all, you don't take a mulligan unless you get permission to take it. Everyone in your, in your foursome or twosome, whatever, has to say sign off on it. If they don't, then you can't. Well, that's not exactly legalizing mulligans now, is it? Well, Again, it is. If you, you don't get... even believe in your own propaganda. Yeah, look, I, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like Donovan Mitchell. I need permission. Wow, legalized mulligans. Oh, I dislike that shirt. <laughs> Everything about it. Okay. Uh, anyway, if you're slowing people down, I would agree with you. But it's, uh, it's good to see you. Should we should we get to uh, the the sound that's about to take place? Yeah, Derek's, let's listen to Derek Favors. Derek Favors, uh, his me, uh, 
post-practice media availability. Let's get to it. Derek, what are the major adjustments that you guys can make, um, you know, um, ahead of tomorrow night that, that you guys didn't do on Sunday? What can you do in game two that you didn't do in game one? Um, I think we can come out a little bit more focused, come out with um, more intensity, and um, just kind of match their energy. You know, in the first game, I thought they kind of turned up their energy level, their intensity level um, in the second and third quarter really throughout the whole game. So I think for the most part, we just got to match their intensity level and match their energy and, and understand, um, you know, the type of team they are and, and the way that they play and just kind of match that intensity. And uh, I think we'll be fine. We just, you know, miss a couple of shots that we normally make, had a few breakdowns. Um, you know, we clean that stuff up, you know, and I think we'll be okay. Next up, Dana Green, ABC4. Hey, Derek, um, besides the obvious scoring boost that Donovan's going to bring, uh, what else uh, does he bring to this fl- to the floor that this team needs at this moment? Um, just having his presence out there, you know, whether he makes shots or miss shots, you know, just having that his presence, having the um, the attention that he has, you know, when he in, in attack mode and, you know, the gravity that he has when he has the ball in his hands, just being able to create plays and, you know, force um, teams to pay attention to him. And he's also another guy who could, you know, just create for himself and get other guys involved. So, you know, with, with him out there, you know, we're a good team, but with him out there, he adds another dimension to this team that we've been missing. And, um, you know, we 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 ready for him to come back. And I know he's excited and he he's ready to come out and, and, um, and help us win this series. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Dave, I thought you had one of your best games of the season against Memphis just individually. Would, you know, was that the because of the benefit of a week off? Was that because it's the playoffs and you're kind of getting ready for it? You know, kind of what was uh, behind you, you playing as well as you did? Oh, this is the playoffs. You know, I've been um, just just this the, the playoffs. You know, once the playoffs come around, you know, you pick up the intensity, you pick up your level of play, you um, you just go out there and just try to make an impact. And um, that's what I did. You know, when Rudy got in foul trouble, fouled out the game or whatnot, um, I just thought the team needed a boost of energy just to just to get going because we've been out been off for a week. And, you know, when you've been off that long, you can kind of get rusty and kind of, you know, you got to regain that timing back and everything like that. So, you know, my opportunity came. I just came out there, played hard, played with a lot of energy and just tried to get us going. Um, unfortunately, we came up short. But, you know, when the playoffs come, man, you got to just – bring that intensity and step up your level of play, whether it's on the offensive end, defensive end, or, you know, whatever. You just got to step up to that moment and, and bring that intensity. Uh, ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Derek, with all the, you know, strange things that have happened since Sunday with Donovan Mitchell's ankle and then you guys losing, Jordan winning the award, how do you use that to your advantage going into game two, just kind of turning things in the right direction? Um, I think we'll go into game two probably a little bit more relaxed. Like you say, the situation with Donovan and I'm pretty sure Jordan, um, JC had the, you know, the award thing on his mind and, you know, just a lot going on. So I think going into game two, um, everybody be a little bit more clear-headed, be a little bit more focused. And, um, you know, we just come out ready to play. Not saying we wasn't ready to play in game one. You know, Memphis, you know, they played good and did a a great job. But I think for us, we just got to come out focused and, and ready to play. And just, you know what I'm saying, match the intensity. 
Derek Favors, his media availability today. I like uh, always have Derek Favors' attitude in general towards things. Very professional, very um, uh, his mind seems to always be in the right place. Does that make any sense? He used to, you know, he's got his emotions in check and, you know, shows up for work ready to go. Well, he sure led by example in that game one. You know what? He, the, Tim and I were talking about this off the air. He seems um, like he benefited from the rest. I mean, maybe I heard Michael Smith this morning on DJ and PK say the team looked rusty, and maybe you could you could uh, point out uh, some ways why. But Derek Favors. He, he looks like he really benefited from the rest physically. He had an extra – he looked like he had an extra gear. He did, but he was, it was also attitudinal. You could see it in his – I mean, he, he played angry, I thought. And that was a good thing. So, yeah, I mean, he, he just explained it right there. It's the playoffs. You know? Yep. You got to be ready. And, uh, yeah. So, if, if everybody on the Jazz – had that kind of mental fortitude, then uh, the Jazz is going to win a whole lot of games. Should we officially get into the split story, Austin, or should we just say this is the split story? You want to get into it officially? All right, let's do that. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Honestly, you know, it's been up and down, you know, like you said, 36 hours. You know, it's been a lot a lot going on and, you know, not having Donovan there and losing. And, but then to see, you know, a guy who's so deserving of an award and JC and even Joe being the one that presented to him just says a lot about who we are and, and, and as a team and how close we are and how excited we are for each other and, and just how we've been through adversity before. And this is another test of adversity, even with the positivities that come from JC's award and getting Donovan back. There's so many good things that are happening, but, you know, we took a loss in the game one, you know, how do we respond? How do we, you know, handle the adversity of all of a sudden being down in the series and I guess a team that, you know, is playing really great basketball. So, you know, we're excited. We're ready to get back out there and um, looking forward to game two. That uh, that was Mike Conley right there answering a really great question uh, from our friend Ben Anderson from KSL Sports. Asked about, uh, Ben uh, said, over the past 36 hours and then rattled off all the things that have happened over that time period from uh, the, the loss to Donovan not playing uh, to Donovan being grumpy to uh, Jordan Clarkson winning the sixth man of the year, you know, kind of. And there's Mike's answer to what effect that's had. And you'd hope that being on the floor together solves all problems. Because, I mean, the, the issue with Donovan Mitchell is that he wants to play. You know, it, that's that's if that's your biggest issue, you can figure it out. You know, your player wants to play. Yeah. And so I, I think, you know, it's it's similar to the, the situation last year between Rudy and Donovan, uh, Gordon, and those months in between where it was a story uh, because nothing was happening. It's because they needed to get back on the floor together, not just playing together, but being teammates and communicating and, and talking about how they can best succeed together. And when that happened, you know, the, the team has taken off since. I think it's a situation where get everybody back on the floor together, pulling in the right direction. I think that's a really positive thing, and I think that's basically kind of what Mike Conley was saying. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I mean, I was asking the question yesterday, both in, in spoken word and written word, who are the Jazz? Who are these guys? Well, I mean, they didn't play like themselves in game one, but 
they're not themselves without Donovan Mitchell. I don't care who says what about how well they played without him or some people think they somehow they play better. Uh, none of that is true. What is true is Donovan Mitchell is a huge part of the Utah Jazz's success, and they need him in the lineup in order to be themselves. So I get the sense that this team is sort of uh, setting its jaw now, and they have to. Because if they lose game two, Jake, <laughs> no, they cannot let that happen. They have to win this game. Here's the, here's the thing, Gordon. Um, you heard Mike Conley talked about responding to adversity. This this particular team has responded to all sorts of unique, <laughs> abnormal adversity all year long and responded really well. I mean, not the least of which is uh, operating under these uh, pandemic parameters that are are really strict and difficult to 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 manage, right? I mean, right down to the back when they're getting tested twice a day and having to uh, to set up all the logistics of all that. I mean, that's extra stuff that makes it more difficult. Look at the uh, the the plane flight out to oh, play yeah. the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. I mean, rattled Donovan Mitchell so much that uh, that uh, you know he had to stay on the ground for a few extra days, and the the rest of the team. You remember that, Gordon? When we went through all that sound on the show, that that was a that was a jarring situation for everybody involved. I mean, it's kind of been some stuff that this team has had to respond to, and so far they've really responded to it positively. And this is just another chapter in that. I would expect them to play very well in Game Two. Yeah, I would as well. And uh, yeah, they played. Through the regular season, they handled all that adversity better than anybody else did. Right, uh, as, right. As uh, evidenced by the record. So now they have to do it in the postseason. And I think the reason, one of the reasons the first game loss was shocking in a way is that we've talked about it all year long, that the regular season is set up for the, the, the postseason. And the Jazz knew that, and they talked about it, and they seemed uh, completely aware and yet they went out and played one of their worst games of the year. And so, yeah, that, that, that gets your attention. And I'm sure it got their attention. And I would, I would really just be flabbergasted if we don't see the better version of the Utah Jazz on Wednesday night. I think so, too. And, and that's just not just plugging Donovan Mitchell back in, which, of course, will help. But, I, I mean, there's, there are players that did not play well in Game 1 that I expect to be much better in Game 2 and start with the sixth man of the year. Well, there aren't very many who played well right? in Game 1. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, throw uh, a dart and you'll hit somebody who's going to play better. Certainly don't think they'd complain about 29 from Bogdanovich, but I get your point. Yeah, it, yeah. it came a little too late. But uh, that's no criticism of him since I know that you're keenly aware of Don't hold your breath. <laughs> oh yeah, they they the, another piece of adversity they've responded to the great Bogdanovich drought of 2021. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> don't hold your breath. I forgot about that. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Have you ever held uh, your breath a long time? You know, just like oh, for, not since know. I was like 15. <laughs> And you were at the pool. I'm not a, you know, I'm a, I'm a radio host, not a skin diver. Why <laughs> are you just sitting in your front room seeing how long you could hold your breath? What's the difference between a skin diver and a scuba diver? I don't think uh, the skin diver uh, uses Doesn't scuba wear that. equipment. Yeah. Oh, they don't? I don't think so. I thought skin divers used a tank, but they didn't wear the, the getup. Uh, I 
don't think so. Because I don't know. Because otherwise you'd be snorkeling, right? It's a good opportunity, a, g- a good opponent for the Jazz to face for Boyan to get off the schneid. But uh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, no, skin diving is, there's no scuba equipment at all. There's no t- air tank? Right. Free diving, uh, also known as skin diving, oh. uh, breath hold diving. Uh, is a form of underwater diving that relies on breath holding until resurfacing rather than the use of a breathing apparatus such as scuba gear. Oh, I'm glad Gordon's fun facts. That was, oh, my was, that, that was Jake, Gordon. That was Jake's fun fact. Uh, I did not know that. So thus, you're talking about holding your breath. The, the profession of skin diving would make a little more sense to you, I guess. I, that that, I that joke now. now will land. <laughs> okay. Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Thank you. where Thank were we? How do we get on we, that? You were talking about. Oh, oh, oh boy, yeah. I'm you were bagging on Bogey. <laughs> well, that should be a segment of the show, bagging on Bogey. No, it shouldn't because he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I know, but that makes it funny. It makes it ironic. Wow. Well, well, we, we can always find some mistake he makes. Back to the point. I don't think in game two they would complain about 29 from Bogdanovich, but they've got to get more out of Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Um, Mike Conley, I don't think, had a bad game in game one. Yeah, the 11 assists was not uh, He didn't shoot efficient. the ball well. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, he could he could tighten it up a little bit. Um, Joe Ingles, I don't think he had a bad game either, but it, it wasn't, you know, one of those special performances that we've seen from time to time from Joe. So, I, I mean— it seemed like they did not want to let Joe shoot. Uh, I agree. Oh, one hundred percent agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he that was on the scouting report for sure. And Rudy has a fist fight of a matchup on his hands that he's got to figure out a little bit. And said as much in the post game. Love Rudy. Post game Rudy is the best Rudy because he tells you exactly what's going on. But he said he he was he was talking about the officiating, but he said he's got to figure out how the game you know how they're going to call it. But I mean, you know, a subtopic off of that, he's got to figure out what they're going to let him get away with in that mm-hmm. matchup because that's that's what it's going to come down to because this can be really physical. And Rudy has talked about how he's played against Valanciunas since they were 18. I mean, <laughs> this goes back a ways yeah. where these two uh, match up and, and battle. So that that's going to be something to figure out too. So I guess my point is, is... Defensively, Jake, they have to slow down Dylan Brooks and they definitely have to slow down Joe Moran. See, I think Dylan, the Dylan Brooks thing I, I think is is a blessing he's that he had a physical. good game in game one because now he thinks he can shoot all the time and that ultimately is going to be a positive. But the, the, <laughs> the Joe Morant thing... One hundred percent. In the fourth quarter, we talked about this yesterday. When it comes down to it, Mm -hmm. like, hey, you got to get stops. He's a really difficult guy to stop, and I don't think Donovan coming back really helps that problem particularly. So a little bit maybe because he's strong. Man, in the fourth, I think I'd rather have Mike Ant or Royce on Jaw. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Over under on minutes for. For Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> after the past couple of days, uh, as long as he wants, as, uh, yeah, I, I take the over. Or like if I set it at twenty five, over thirty, yeah, over. Mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. There, I mean, I I, I would guess he's going to come back and and play. I mean, that's what he's been advocating for. He that's what he obviously feels he's ready for because I mean. He made, that, he made that clear. You don't have a press feels. conference like he did last night and have it be still an issue. So I really think, and I wrote about this, Jake, but I, I really think this is something that needs to get 
needs some some balm applied to it sooner rather than later. Whatever uh, ticked off Donovan Mitchell, and, and I know some people might think the athlete is entitled. He should just fall in line and, and not speak out. But but uh, when you're when you're Donovan Mitchell, uh, your your folks uh, with your organization have to uh, have to patch that up, and uh, he has to feel good, and everybody has to uh, to make him feel good. I know that sounds a little uh, what's the word accommodating, but that this thing needs to be healed. And I don't know, I don't know who will step forward first to try to make it better, but somebody definitely needs to make it better, in my opinion, so it doesn't fester. So anyway, uh, yeah, Donovan's hungry to get back on the floor, and I don't think he's hungry to get back on the floor to be some sort of decoy or to play, you know, restricted minutes down around fifteen twenty. No, that's he, and and I assume that he's been working. Th- his injury uh, pretty hard because you know how it is. Sometimes you baby something along and then you get in real action and what happens? Your competitive side takes over and you put all kinds of force on that injured body part, whatever it might be. So he'll need to be ready to go because his teammates are going to count on him to be him. Because why? Because he said he was ready. So... We'll see how that goes. But I think his presence alone will will help fire up the team. And I think that really was a deficit that hurt the team on Sunday night. Do you agree with that? Some people agree. Some people disagree. I think the news, the team thought that he was going to play, and then they find out, like Rudy said, that he wasn't going to play. And that kind of blows a hole in your boat. Um, I can buy into that. They certainly – well, let me put it uh, – I, I would strongly guess that they game-planned for him – coming back yeah. and so that certainly throws a wrench into the game plan if uh, if nothing else but I think the combination of the situation and the the uh, return of Donovan and the, the what Derek Favors was talking about what we just heard him say I think all of those things will combine to uh, to to make the jazz a very focused and forceful outfit. On Wednesday night. Stay tuned. Uh, we've got a very big, big show underway. Split Story is brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com today. Coming up on the show today, Gordon. Uh, Bowler is going to join us at 5, as he does every Tuesday. Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated will be on uh, with us at 4 o'clock. And then we're going to talk to Rob Fisher at 3. He's on the uh, broadcast for the Memphis Grizzlies. So I uh, look forward to talking to him. That's quite a lineup. Austin. Wow, who put that together? Austin? Nice Some work. Austin Horton, not Hortman. Did someone really call you that? Well, yeah, but it's it started because there's a local comedian, Austin Hortman, and then a listener of ours who lives by Scotty thought it was me, Austin Horton. It was Hortman. And then I think the other day I accidentally said my name was Austin Hortman to the pharmacist. And because the, Jake's I, planted that in my brain. Because I, I do find that story, that circumstance funny. Because <laughs> Scotty kept coming in and being like, Austin, I can't believe you wouldn't tell me you're doing stand-up. 
Like, hey, we'll come see you. We'll support you. We love you. You, you should know? be and, doing and, stand up. And Austin's like, I don't do, I'm not doing that. I, I would tell you if I was doing I am I not doing that. I started to think someone was taking my name <laughs> like and pretending they were me. And then it turned out to be Hortman. So I'll walk around the <laughs> office, and that's become my work nickname for, for Austin Hortman? because I, I find that story funny. But apparently, Austin, it's gotten into Austin's brain too. <laughs> Yeah, she couldn't find my prescription. I was getting mad. I was like, I, I get one every three weeks here, lady. Come on. It's in there. <laughs> and she's like, will you spell your last name? And I said, H-O-R-T-O-N. She said, oh, that's not Hortman. And I went, did I say Hortman? <laughs> I don't know my own name. I know. I was I'm embarrassing. Austin, I'm Austin Hortman. Here to pick up my prescription. Give me my medicine. <laughs> <laughs> so I do. I apologize uh, for that, Austin. I don't want to. I don't want to. Not forgiven. You're walking around not not. Wait, using at least your own he name. didn't mis misstate his name on air the it, way someone the way that I did. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about that, Gordon. No, we don't. No. Okay. Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 the zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30 point bell. Utah Jazz have one more night off before going back at it. Game two against the Memphis Grizzlies. Big news yesterday. Jordan Clarkson is your sixth man of the year for the NBA. Clarkson talks about uh, Ingles being the one to hand him the trophy. You know, it's just an amazing thing for him because he's actually later in his career accepted the role of coming off the bench, knowing that he's a starter and a big time player in this league and affects the game in so many ways. You know, him making that sacrifice late in his career coming off the bench, you know, it's helped me a lot. You know, we, we've sat in locker rooms where it's just been me and him. And, you know, I've had conversations with, you know, my personal life and stuff like that. You know, he sits across from me on the plane and we hang out, we, we drink beers together. He's probably one of my closest teammates, a guy that I never lose contact contact with. I might buy one of his houses in Australia or something so I could just post up on a beach with him uh, after drink a few brews. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Uh, the Jazz will be back at it tomorrow night. Uh, they trail the Grizzlies uh, one game to none. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is a go. He will be in the lineup for that game. It will tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage here on the Zone Sports Network begins at 7. This update brought to you by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right. Uh, it's a Total Request Tuesday brought to you by Don't hold your breath. Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, go to livenation.com. Uh, today's theme uh, from Austin, songs or bands that mention air or breath <laughs> in honor of Gordon's take on Boyan Bogdanovich. Don't hold your breath. What's didn't the, he, didn't what? he have 30 that night, too? Oh, 
you're misremembering. I think he did, yeah. I think it was the game after that. Oh, was it the game after that thing? Anyway, uh, this was this was my my request. This was yours from Top Gun. Yeah. When's the second Top Gun coming out? Uh, It was gonna be this weekend. They've moved it to July Fourth weekend, and now they've moved it again to Thanksgiving ish. What? So is it just people aren't going back to theaters yet, or what? They want it to be. There are the, the no, theaters are open. coming back strong. No, no, no. But the overall population—they want it to be more of normal times gotcha. for when that gets wow. released. So. I'm looking forward to that. I, I like Top Gun the first. Wait, one. wait, wait! You're looking forward to that? Yeah. I are am, you not? I am not going to see it. Why? Why? I liked the original, and it's been how many years now? And they're reheating it? No thanks. Pass. In fact, it will it will lessen my opinion of the original. That's why I didn't see the the reheated uh, coming to America. Not not going to do it. Yeah, I didn't see that either. But, but that's different. Some things how? are good. Some things are good reheated. Because the original Top Gun was cheesy, wild, cool action, but cheesy. So they can do a reheat sequel. Just as cheesy, and you're like, well, that's Top Gun. Yeah, with all that action in the air and whatnot. No, no, it's <laughs> going to be dumb. Although you did you did rightfully say that the uh, the love scene was a little weird. Well, that's, <laughs> that, was off the, that was an off-the-air con- uh, conversation, Gordon. Uh, <laughs> basically, is that, the, the, that song plays during a love scene in Top Gun. Yeah. And that's got to be the most awkward love scene in all of cinema. Right, the, the, the silhouettes and the and the the. <laughs> we don't need to have this. It's conversation. like that old diamond really commercial don't. where it's just shadows coming together. Yeah, yeah. and it I, it's it's na 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 na. It's like way more Chestery than it is romantic. Chester shadows. I that's where it comes from. See, I, I wasn't I wasn't a big. Well, I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy, but I'm not a big Kelly McGillis guy either. Uh, what so. difference does it make? You can't see your face in the thing. It's a silhouette. <laughs> I'm not talking about just that one scene. <laughs> it could have been anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the second one because, well, let me be interested to see how Tom Cruise handles that. There seem There is a certain actor who's in that second one that I, I usually enjoy. Watching, Val Kilmer? <laughs> no, no. Is Jennifer Connelly in that movie? Is she? I thought so. That's news to me. Hmm. I'm not saying you're oh, wrong. Yeah, it's just your crush on Jennifer Connelly? Not a crush. Just... I mean, that's a married woman, and you're a married man. But well, yeah, do, it's not you like do that. you? No, no, it's not like I know, but like it, 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 it. Uh... You're the only person that thinks Rocketeer's a good movie. Yeah, too. right. This is this take is really going to bother you, but it, it biases your opinion on her movies. No, I mean, A, a Beautiful Mind is I love, not I terrific. Love, that is a fantastic. It's really movie. not. You will never be able to change my I mind. I know. On this that. is what I'm getting at. That was a fantastic movie. Not really. Yes, it was. No, not it really. Was. Um, oh, you know what? Blood Diamond was pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Huh. You didn't like Blood Diamond? It was about an hour too long. It was long, and I don't know if I was buying Leo's accent 100%, but I <laughs> Not I the best was... South African accent you've ever heard. You wanted to get but out see, of Africa, didn't it? I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not familiar enough with the accent to really know if it was good or not. I just don't know if I was really buying it from him. So you probably didn't like Out of Africa either, right? Uh, I did not see that movie. Oh. 
Was that Lawrence or Olivier? Who was in? No, that was that was Robert Redford in the Meryl Street. Oh. Anyway, was it, was it in black and white? No. Oh, oh I'm thinking of the African Queen. How old was Meryl? Well, gee, when was that? That was that was a good uh, 25, 20, 25 years ago, maybe. I don't know. Is that it? Late nineties for mm. Out of Africa? Maybe it was before that. Anywho, I mean, she's eighty-five in nineteen ninety-six. So, <laughs> no, she wasn't. When she did that music of the heart garbage. What was the? What was the? <laughs> what? What was that weird romantic movie that she did with uh, Clint Eastwood? Where it was like, I don't know, you might be a little. Oh yeah, Bridges you, of Madison County. You might oh. be a little past now. This, uh, I'm trying to be nice about this, but I, I just don't like. The love story. Do we need that love story? Is that is that that's a love story that should be in shadow form only? Why? Why? Meryl Streep. A, a fine, fine actor. No, nah, I don't. She's she's the definition of overrated. Austin doesn't like Meryl. Oh. He's he's famous for her. If nine well, out of ten does, people she say overacts, maybe a little bit, but uh, she's been in some good. I thought movies. her portrayal of the Iron Lady was pretty good. Okay. I liked her in Mamma Mia. Stop. <laughs> See, See uh, I like Mamma Mia, and that might have been the worst performance anybody's ever put in for a, for a movie. And and by the way, now while we're talking about her age, if you're familiar with that story, the, the mom is supposed to be like 40. It's supposed to be like- She had a child young. Had a child young, and her daughter is-, is Navigating the water similarly to how she did. It's like a theme in the, and in here's the entire thing. Year old Meryl Streep. They roll out Meryl, who's 105, <laughs> and couldn't sing if she tried. And they didn't. Was even, Maggie Smith not available? And they didn't even bother to like dub in somebody else's voice over hers, which I will never get. See, this is where you guys go wrong on this. The fact that somebody doesn't have some perfect pitch voice doesn't mean that it's not effective in that role because it sounds the way your 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 average person would it's sound if they were singing. It's a musical. I know, but it's it a musical. Yeah, but you want her to belt out some Barbara Streisand I don't tune? go to musicals to hear people who can't sing. That's that's quite literally the point of going to a musical. You do go to Bob Dylan concerts to hear someone who can't sing. <laughs> He's got a good point. Very good point. He's, is he in a musical? Is he performing Les Mis? You know? Well, like, he's not. He's, he's so, putting so on a concert. Criticism over there. <laughs> if they would have, have cast Bob Dylan in Mamma Mia, I would have been upset. And he was, still would have done a better job than Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Pierce did struggle a little bit. So did Meryl. And not to mention Meryl that, was all right. She was all right. That's it. Wise. That's it. That's it. Relationship over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to remind you about our friends at Christian Roberts Mortgage. If you're going to uh, work with an expert for your next home loan, you need to con- uh, connect with the most referred lender in Utah, Christian Roberts Mortgage, specializing in jumbo loans. Check them out. More next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
The Hollies going out to Paula on a total request Tuesday here on the big show. When did this uh, song come out? Uh, because it was it was right in my good time kind of uh, 1974 teenage years. Yeah, that was that was um, that was uh, high school. Uh, pretty good. The, Although the, this this song kind of bored me a little bit. But. The cocaine years, the Monson cocaine years, the seventies. <laughs> no, never no, did that. Not 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 that far. Huh? Uh, all right, it's the Where big the cocaine joke. years. Didn't they start in the eighties? Uh, I mean, not necessarily start. That's a personal but, question. I don't know, cause no, because cocaine was a big part of disco, right? Oh, I guess that's right. Okay. And disco hit what about mid seventies? Yeah. Watch, uh, watch. Uh, we were talking about movies. Watch that movie Blow with uh, Johnny Depp. That that gives you a timeline on that story. Okay. That's a good movie. You ever seen that? No. Really? Mm-mm. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's worth a watch. Gordon just watched uh, The Great Outdoors on our uh, uh, recommendation. Yes, I did yesterday, or at least part of it. You missed the water ski scene, which is yeah. kind of a kind of a key scene. But but, but it was it was I I it made, I chuckled a few times. John Candy was a was a brilliant man. Um, all right, coming up uh, coming up on the show in the next hour, we're going to talk to Rob Fisher at three thirty. He uh, he does uh, sidelines for the Memphis Grizzlies broadcast. Mannix joins us at four. Uh, Bowler uh, jumps on the air with us uh, coming up at five o'clock. Um, what do you expect uh, from this Grizzlies team going forward, Gordon? Like uh, I guess. Was that game one performance? Do you think they play were at their best? Do you expect them to be better in this series, worse in this series? Where where are you at on the Grizzlies? Since uh, we're going to talk to, uh, we're going to get into them a little bit more next. Well, hour. I don't, I don't really know whether at what level they will play, but I do know that they will play hard. That team impresses me from that standpoint. They're trying to establish themselves. They're motivated. You saw that in the two play-in games. You certainly saw it in game one here. Uh, and you got to respect the team that uh, that fights the way they do. Now, some of the shenanigans that go on, I think, are a little stupid. But uh, but the the physicality and the the uh, the uh, the force with which they play, I don't think. Obviously, it's not the most talented team in the world, but but uh, I respect them because they play hard. I actually think they're super talented. They're just super young. Uh, and I'm trying to remember the exact stat. I should go back and look it up. But they're like the youngest team to make the playoffs in 20 years oh, really? or something like that. Yeah, they're they're super young. Well, I, they're really good at the point guard, and they're really good at the center position. Well, I and, like Jaron Jackson uh, Jr. Yeah. I know he's not uh, at the pinnacle physically. I think he's still still dealing with some stuff. But I I think he's a player. Dylan Brooks uh, plays the the style of ball that you you need somebody on your team to play like that and to go do some dirty work. I don't think he's capable of another. Uh, offensive performance like he gave in in game number one, but he's will he he's get a, at least thirty one points in this series again? I no, I'd mm. bet against it. Okay. I mean, maybe it happens, but and it was the shots that he hit in game one that were like, okay, Dylan, settle down now. Well, some of those were pretty well covered. And Did you he, think? Yeah, <laughs> he was like falling out of bounds in the but, corner but behind just, the backboard. That just proves when a player is feeling it, they it, it uh, almost at times it doesn't matter what a defender does. When you're living right, life right <laughs> on and off the field, Gordon, magic happens. <laughs> okay, all right. Thanks for that tip. Oh, wait, wait. Everybody, write that down real quick. You know, and and so when you have those moments. Where you need a little bit of a pick-me-up, you know, you can uh, read that to yourself.
Do you remember what a big story that Magic was? happens. When that happened. I do remember. Magic uh, happens. Was that Robert at night? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I, I miss him in a weird way. He was miss fu- his interviews. Yeah, he was funny. I don't miss one-on-one interacting with him. But yeah, his interviews, they were they were funny. Funny? Yes. You mean funny, unintentionally kind of awkward funny? No, 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 no. Funny like funny. <laughs> he did it on purpose. Yeah, he 100% did it on purpose. Who was the reporter that he called out for spying on uh, for the Jason other team? Jason French. Yeah. <laughs> of all people. Yeah, he was, that was weird. That was weird. You yeah. never know who you can't trust. So you got to be suspicious of everybody. I don't think he was suspicious, though. I think I 100% think he was making a joke. On the thing one, thing two thing, he was definitely making he was making fun of those guys. Was that Jason that he was saying? What's the purpose of your question? Yes. yes. What's the purpose of your I'm question? You. That may be one of the weirdest responses I've ever heard. Why do you I've want to heard. know? <laughs> What's the purpose of your question? Yeah, see, I missed that. Why do you want to know? <laughs> I missed that. Really? Why would you miss that? I mean, in that BYU TV interview where he just repeats their question word for word, <laughs> it's, it's come on, that is funny. Well, give me an example. Like what? Can we play it, Austin? Uh, this was a BYU TV inter- interview where, where he started off by saying, calling them thing one and thing two. Uh, BYU TV, I got thing one and thing two. We just finished with the scrimmage, and we're ready to have at it. All right, go. All right, let's go. Go fast, go hard. Go. Wait, is- How uh, exciting for you is it to load up with uh, what seems to be more diverse and talented receivers going into this season? Uh, refreshing. What's refreshing about it? Uh... We have diverse and talented receivers. The speed of the offense in the go-fast, go-hard mode, it looked like you were at a frenetic breakneck speed in your opening game against Virginia, then you slowed down and kind of found a rhythm. What kind of a speed are you hoping to run at this year? That's a complete miscalculation of what happened. We've got one speed as fast as we can go. Okay, okay. One speed. Now, maybe we were faster at one point and could not find that the next. Yeah. But uh, don't get me wrong. We got one speed. Thing one, it's really yeah. just philosophy. That's all it is. Thing one and thing two signing off. Cougar camp all access for the offensive coordinator. This guy Robert did not like that, but you're going with that. I'm, I'll right. go with it. I'll go with it. <laughs> this guy didn't like that, but you're rolling with it. I'm like, how funny is that? I mean, come on. Yeah, but it's not meant to. I mean, this is weird. How does it feel to have a talented and diverse group of wide receivers? Refreshing. You almost can hear What's it. refreshing about What's it? What's refreshing about it? Well, there's a, they're uh, a talented. We have diverse and talented receivers. Says the same thing. And then, and then adds, that's a complete miscalculation. <laughs> what kind of a speed are you hoping to run at this year? That's a complete miscalculation of what happened. <laughs> What's he? I mean, come on, that's almost Popovichian. Oh, it, he's it, cuddly. It very much is Popovichian for sure. I didn't say he was nice, but that is funny. What, what are you just gonna bully? No, I'm not. I'm you, not I mean, trying to bully anybody. Here, okay, look, but it this is, is funny. what you think is. Why fun. do you want to know? First of all, anytime anybody gets hit in the nether region, you think that's hilarious. 
And then when someone is being interviewing, interviewing another and they're trying to get some decent answers about things, they get no cooperation at all. And then they get accused of being stupid. I'll tell you what. Uh, here's here's a moment when it happened to me that, in hindsight, is is funny. But to your point, probably didn't think it was real funny at the time. The first time I ever interviewed Jim McMahon. In fact, maybe the last time I ever interviewed Jim McMahon. How'd that I, go for I was I was really young, and I was co-hosting with Dave Fox at the time of all people. And uh, and Jim comes on from that golf tournament in uh, in Tahoe. You know the the celebrity one they have there every year, and yeah. he comes on the show to promote it. And I was like, hey, the I can't remember what BYU was doing at the time, but it was like, yeah, the, the Cougars are rolling. Uh, what do you think about what's going on at BYU? And he says, I don't watch BYU football. <laughs> That's all he said. And then I, the next question I followed up, I was, I was like kind of stunned. I was like, oh, well, well, how about the Bears? Man, those Bears, they're, they're making it happen. What do, you, what do you think about the Bears? He goes, I don't watch football. That's it. That's, that, that's it. And then luckily, to Fox's credit, Fox dove in and asked him something about his personal life or whatever and totally saved the interview. But that was the first two questions. I got, I don't watch BYU, <laughs> followed by, I don't watch BYU, or I don't watch football. And then it was like, well, <laughs> but see, that's funny. What's the purpose of your question? What's the purpose of your question? Why do you have to explain your question? What was the question? Well, hey, he, he's a doctor and you're not. <laughs> he was spying for the other team. Wait, what was the question? It was something it was like something benign. Yeah. What, why right. are you playing a four three or something? No, that he's an offensive coach. It was really, it was really, sort really of vanilla. Yeah. Th- that why, for example, we remember a nice answer. We don't remember the question because it was just a whole hum run of the mill question. What's the purpose what do you, of the Why question? do you want to know? I, I have never heard, <laughs> in, in my 40-plus years of interviewing people, I've never, ever heard anyone say that before. Yeah, What's the purpose of your question? Like, like what are you trying to do? Uh, leave me naked here? You're trying to embarrass me? You're trying to find stuff out that you shouldn't? No, it's just pretty much a regular run-of-the-mill question. So, yeah, I kind of miss Dr. Bob. I don't know, because here's the thing. You would expect an eye to be nice, you know, because he looks nice and, you know, just and, and then he comes back with that stuff. And then he went through that phase where he actually was trying to be funny, gregarious, and it just came across kind of like the day that I tried to smile at everybody. It just came across weird. But see, that's my point. He was trying to be funny there. <laughs> Uh, by the way, the question from Franchuk was about who do you, how do you decide who is and isn't on headset on game day? That was the question. That's digging deep. Deep. <laughs> Asking for someone's pin number. Yeah, yeah. Hey, watch yourself, Franchuk. Look, I'm looking for a way, coach, to see if I can somehow wiretap into your conversation during the game. Also, when are you not home? Do you have an alarm code and a big dog? No reason. I mean, that Kyle Korver interview with the peanut butter sandwiches was way more invasive than that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Uh, more Big Show coming up. Here, here I brought one for you, 97.5 and 12 the zone.